Drivers, ladies and gentlemen, how are you doing? You're listening to DFS Tavern. I'm Brandon Cruz. We're talking about Talladega this weekend. A lot of good stories going in, a lot of good vehicles that have a chance to win this race that I'm going to talk about and break down. So let's get right into our discussion of Talladega. Let's go. So if you Google DFS Tavern, if you use the link in the description below, however you want to get here, it'll bring you to this website right here. I highly advise you go check out our NFL, PGA, and UFC content as well. But we're going to focus in on NASCAR. Here is our titled sponsor, our page. If you look here, we got our DK contest, our stat model. Underneath our stat model, we have laps, lead track, layout, other things to note, other things of note regarding stage lengths for all the races, things of this nature, everything you need to know entering this race. If you go back to the stat model and hit this button right here, it'll open up the sheet into a bigger window, easier to view on your phone, tablet, computer, whatever you're using. And now, if you want to look at past performance at this track, past performance at this track type, on track, track type, last six races, you can click all these and look through. But I'm going to help you with the one thing that I think you really need to focus on this week, and that is possible DK points. We have our rankings set up by current salary right now on DraftKings, but if you want to help yourself out here, you can just sort this by A to Z, and it'll sort everybody by the qualifying position. So you can see possible DK points for Denny Hamlin if he wins, and this is without Dominator points or anything, but just possible DK points in general if he wins, you know, finishes, uh, what is this, 10th, 20th, 30th, and 39th. So you can just sort that by A, and right here you have all the possible DK points that anybody can score. You'll see that Brennan Gaughan has the highest ceiling right now for any driver the lowest or probably the best um you know floor for anybody i mean even if he wrecks and finishes last he's going to get you five points if you go up here and look at you know brad keselowski if he finishes last he's giving you a negative 27 points so i would highly advise you to look at the possible dk points here on your own compare that with how everybody's been doing on this track in terms of driver rating in terms of just track history that's what I would do if I were you. That's how I would look at this sheet. That's how I would approach this weekend. Now, going back to here, if you would like a possible chance to win a free entry into next week's DK contest that we do, let me know who you think who you think wins this race. I think it's somebody outside of the chase. I can't think of a certain driver, so I'm just going to take the field outside of the chase contenders. But let me know what driver you think wins the race. And let's get right into talking about the people that I want to focus on building lineups around this weekend. So, look, it's a plate track. Anything can happen. There's a huge possibility that there'll be a huge wreck and take a lot of guys out. There's a big possibility that there's not a big wreck and that this goes green and that, you know, a stack from the back um, example or a, you know, a 3-3 where three guys from the back, three guys from top half of the field. Maybe that type of lineup works. I don't think this race necessarily sees a lot of accidents. If you look at our last race at Daytona, typically that's the higher incident race. And that didn't have a whole lot of wrecks in terms of what everybody expected. I would imagine Talladega goes the same way, if not cleaner. Just because typically Talladega is one of the cleaner uh, plate races. This is pr in terms of destruction or danger, um, in terms of people wrecking and things of that nature. Summer Daytona has always been the wildest. And then it's the Daytona 500, and then it's this race, and then the first Talladega race. So the first Talladega race is usually the cleanest. The summer Daytona race is usually the, you know, wildest in terms of wrecks. And so this would, this would be the second cleanest race in, in, in that form. So 
I don't expect a whole lot of wrecks here. So I, I wouldn't do a full stack from the back uh, type of weekend. If anything, I'm going to do a 3-3 or a 4-2 at max. I, I don't see just huge on stacking people. That's just how I would approach this. Now, if you want to argue and say, hey, I think this is going to be a wreck fest, you know, stack guys from the back, I don't imagine that's going to be that high owned just because that hasn't been optimal this year. And uh, I'll probably build a lineup that is a hybrid of that. I probably won't pay, play any guys starting inside the top 10 and just hope everybody wrecks so I can have a lineup that actually performs well. Um, but that's how I would approach this. Now let's get into the drivers that I want to look at. Obviously starting at the bottom um, of this event, probably the safest, probably the highest performing racer we're going to see. Normally I focus in on dominators, but this week it's Brennan Gaughan starting 39th, dead last, still too cheap. This dude should be like $12,000, but he's $9,400, $9,500 in his final Cup Series race. If you look at how many times he's been optimal at restrictor plates, five times he's been optimal. Once at Talladega, four times at Daytona, amazing track history, starting dead last. DFL cannot lose you any points, by far the safest play, by far how you should start creating all your lineups. Now, looking at this in terms of dominators and people I, I would imagine to lead laps, I'm going to be looking at the Fords. I'm going to be looking at the Fords because they have an aerodynamic advantage. I'm going to be looking at the Fords because those are probably the strongest teams right now, and that's Penske and Stuart Haas Racing. So where would that put me? I'm going to be focusing on Brad Keselowski, Joey Logano, Ryan Blaney. Blaney, who has been absolutely amazing at Dega, who has won the, the spring race earlier this year. He won the fall race last year. He's always leading laps at the plate tracks. Same thing can be said about Joey Logano and Brad Keselowski, even though Brad Keselowski's dominant reign has kind of ended since 2018 here. Uh, but those would be the guys I would look at to lead, lead the race. Uh, Kevin Harvick is a guy that I expect to run very well this weekend. Probably won't lead, probably won't win, but I expect him to be inside the top 10 this whole uh, race. Same thing with Clint Boyer. Clint Boyer always tends to get caught up in wrecks and finish around 23rd, 20th, things of that nature. But I think this is a situation where he understands he needs to run well. He needs to race smart. I think that's how we go. In terms of just you know, cash plays or safe plays. I've already talked about Brennan gone. Um, looking at people who offer a lot of upside would probably be Daniel Suarez, Tyler Reddick, Ty Dillon, Corey LaJoy, Ricky Stenhouse Jr., Bubba Wallace, Ryan Priest, Michael McDowell. And why did I just name off everybody starting 24th to 31st? Well, this is where I think your cash plays, your safe plays are going to come from. These are guys who all perform well at plate tracks. Um, Tyler Reddick, I mean, he's starting 30th. He, I don't imagine he's going to lose you that many positions. Corey LaJoy has been just a god among men at plate tracks and these underfunded cars. Or not even underfunded. He has good equipment. He just runs amazingly well at these plate tracks. Ty Dillon as well. Uh, Bubba Wallace as well. Ricky Stenhouse Jr. as well. I mean, this is why I think you need to build your cash plays, your value plays. All the guys are going to be from 24th to 31st. That's just how it's going to be. Uh, in terms of GPPs and in terms of, you know, pivots that you should look at or um, guys that I, I would imagine have lower ownership, anybody inside the top 15 uh, other than Ryan Blaney, uh, Chase Elliott, Logano, uh, and Kenseth should be lower owned. If you look at people like Austin Dillon starting 12th, I think he gets forgotten as well as Matt DiBenedetto. Matt DiBenedetto at Talladega has a horrible track history here with a 26th, 30th, 31st, 30th, 19th, 31st, 18th, 27th, 
36th and 40th, going all the way back to 2015 at Talladega. I imagine he is just kind of forgotten and left out. Jimmy Johnson in his last plate race in his career, I, I can't imagine people really play him. Um, the guys that I want to focus on for you know, true, true GPP and low owned plays are the back markers. And I mean, people starting 32nd on back, excluding Brennan gone, because look, if you're playing guys from the back or if you're stacking from the back, you're going to look at these guys. But even though I, I say, Hey, you should consider these guys in lineups. They always fall under 11% ownership. Sometime I guarantee you, I guarantee you Quinn Hoff, Cody Ware, Joey Gaze, combined ownership of these three drivers are probably around 9%. I promise you that these guys are probably around 4% owned each. I don't see the public playing them. They never do. I always play them, so I always, I always get stuck with like 4% ownership on these guys. These are people I want to focus on. And I really want to focus on Timmy Hill racing a Ford this weekend, given to him or in a partnership with GoFast Racing. This car that Timmy Hill has... This motor, this chassis, if you let's look at Corey LaJoy's finishes in his plate career since 2017. This is how Corey LaJoy has finished in these cars. 16th, and this is at Talladega and Daytona. 16th, 7th, 11th, 32nd, 27th, 21st, 8th, 6th, 18th, 31st, 40th, 11th, and 24. Yet again, how many times has Corey LaJoy been optimal on restricted plate races? Five times. This is a car that Timmy Hill is going to be driving this weekend. I expect this car to run very well. And as I said in some of my own videos this weekend on my own channel, I think Timmy Hill is one of the best restrictor plate drivers that we have when he's given the go-ahead to race. He's always racing for NBA Motorsports, a company and a team that cannot afford to tear vehicles up. But in the rare instances that Carl Long gives him the go-ahead and be like, hey, you know, race this out. Don't worry about bringing it home. He races up front he's aggressive and he finishes well in the xfinity series this is an example of this happening with the very rare occasion where he has to go ahead to race in the cup series i expect timmy hill to run in top 15 this whole race and i'm not saying that because of the sponsor that he's running i'm saying that because of the equipment that he's in i look at timmy hill as a great pair to put with brennan gone start your lineups that way that's how i'm going to be building my lineups best of luck this weekend at talladega and um, let's enjoy it. Three restrictor plate race, or three plate, they're not even plate races, but three races at Talladega with all three series. Something that we don't see a whole lot of. I mean, it's been years. The only time all three series are at a plate track is at the beginning of the year, typically with COVID. Now we have a second weekend with all three series at a plate track. Let's enjoy it. Have fun. We got the NFL, NASCAR, everything going on. Thank you guys for watching. I'll catch you next time.